Hey, it's Josh. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you all know that the Vermont Public Spring Membership Drive has arrived. Donations from folks like you make everything we do here possible. If you want to help support our people-powered journalism, be sure to make a donation in any amount by March 16th by going to bravelittlestate.org donate. And as always, thank you for your support. Today's show is going to be a little different. Instead of answering a listener question, we're going to return to some folks we've met in the past. In April of 2019, we did an episode about climate change in Vermont. And as part of the reporting, I went to talk to a couple, Michael and Stacy Lee of Brandon. Yep. Head right through and I'll uh, keep this one away from okay, you. Okay, sounds good. Thank you. Come on, boys. They lived in a white ranch next to the Neshobe River that was prone to flooding. The people that lived here prior to us never had a problem with the river. Like, they used to maintain it and dredge it out. And the Lees got flooded during Irene in 2011 and again in 2017. The river has taught us a lot. Yeah. It's taught us a lot. It's taught us how to survive. I once would, lo- I would <clears throat> love to drive down this street and, and just not look at that river every day and say, oh, I hope I hope they didn't move, or I hope that tree doesn't fall in. And, and you know, it's it's a way of thinking. It's a, you know, you, you it changed us, I think. We sat at their kitchen table, and they told me about this really hard process they were going through. They were taking a buyout on their house from FEMA and other federal and state funding sources. They were going to put the money toward a new home and move somewhere else that ideally did not flood. And this house that they lived in for 24 years was going to be demolished. One minute we're happy to move forward and like start a new life. And then the next minute we're crying our eyes out because like we've, this has been our home. The Lees made a big impression on me. Not just because of the heartache they were experiencing, but because they talked so openly about it. The feelings that, you know, I've cracked all my teeth. Uh, you know, just driving home a day, you, you, you feel your jaw tighten up. And, and, and it's because you, you've worked your whole life and all of a sudden you don't know where you're at. If you missed that episode, you might go back and listen first. Because this story is about what's happened to the Lees since. And... It's a lot. Yes, we've seen it all. I don't think I could, uh, I, I couldn't write a better one-year scenario. <laughs> we, bef- we look back at now and I kind of smile. It's like, yeah, boy, for, uh, for a tricky year, it kind of turned out all right. From Vermont Public Radio, it's Brave Little State. I'm Angela Evansy. And today, a master class in finding the bright side. Something I think we could all use right now. Thanks to Vita for their support of Brave Little State. Since 1974, Vita has helped Vermont businesses grow and thrive. From agriculture to energy, startups to family companies. Find solutions that fit your business. Visit VEDA.org to start your next chapter today. And Sunset Lake CBD, a farmer-owned business crafting CBD products right here in Vermont. Learn more about their sustainable farming practices, delivery options, and how to support local farmers at sunsetlakecbd.com. I gave Mike Lee a call this spring to tell him that that climate change episode had won a journalism award. His number is the same, but his address is different. He and Stacy live in Pittsburgh now, about 10 miles from their old house in Brandon. 
and they were open to talking more. I'll just run in and turn these back on. Can you grab my Crocs, babe? Their Pittsburgh house is on a super private lot at the end of a cul-de-sac off Route 7. Woods all around and a ton of yard space. So we got a nice back deck. We got a, a, I don't know, pre-season porch. And then we have our our little porch here. And we did all our, uh, our landscaping and our flowers. With the pandemic, I can't go in the house. So we sit on the back deck looking out on their garden oh and God, hammocks. Yes. So have a seat. Thank you. Stacy tells me how they landed here. After we talked with you, we started really seriously looking at homes. We saw this house online and we looked at it how many times? Three times. Three times. Um, the first time I was like, I was, no. And Mike had to help me get past the cosmetic stuff and look at the structure itself. Once I was able to do that, I came to terms with it. There were other psychological hurdles. The buyout appraisal on their Brandon house didn't come in as high as they wanted. And then after they moved out, the house really did get completely demolished. It's very strange. Like he came home from hunting one day and he said, I drove by and the house is gone. They rolled in and professionally removed it. You wouldn't, you wouldn't even know it was there. And I had to get in my car and go look for myself. I just had to put that to bed. So that was a very strange feeling. But now I can drive by there and it's, it's just not where we are anymore. Here in Pittsburgh, both Mike and Stacy are closer to work in Rutland. He's a technician at Key Honda, and she's a nurse at Rutland Regional Medical Center. Their daughter works at the hospital, too. And what's great about this house is that part of the basement is finished, so she can live down there while she works on her master's, and everyone can have a bit of privacy. So it was almost like it was meant to be. And most importantly, it stays dry. We did not want to live on anything River Street, Brookdale Drive, no Lakeview. We wanted woods. Yeah, what, what is the closest, like, body of water? A long ways away, we made sure. Yes. Yeah. It was a huge relief. We didn't realize exactly uh, how almost OCD we were living by the weather until we got away from it. And we just, just let down. Now we don't even watch the weather. No, I told the only reason we watch the weather is so we can get on our Harley and go for a ride. Like, that's the only reason we watch the weather. Yeah, we, we enjoy weather now. <laughs> it's been just over a year since the Lees moved in last June. But Mike says it felt like home the minute they put the key in the door. Home is where my wife is. And everything was here. Everything that we needed to proceed with, with life was in one place. And we just ran with it. At first, I thought this story was going to be about the Lees' successful relocation, until I heard about everything else that's happened to them. Things got better, and things got better, and then we hit a bump in the road. Then things got better, and we hit a bump in the road. The first bump was a knee replacement for Mike. That happened in September. I walked bone on bone for a year, not knowing when I could schedule surgery, because Obviously, I, I couldn't move if I was on crutches. So we, we, pro, we prolonged the, the knee until everything was settled. And unfortunately, by that time, I was about debilitated. He was laid up, recovering for three months. Mike finally got back to work in December. But then, over the holidays, 
another bump. Well, actually, two bumps. It was a Saturday evening, and his brothers had come over to play cards. During the evening, I, I was watching his color. His color didn't look quite right to me. And then when everyone left, I said to him, do you feel okay? And he's like, I got acid reflux really bad. And he kept like, and he goes, it's going into my back. And I'm like, acid reflux doesn't really go into your back. Mike was having a heart attack, but he didn't believe it. Headstrong, old Vermonter, not me. Eventually, the ambulance came to pick him up. And then, you know, remember a little here, a little there. Remember a little bit of a helicopter and waking up in Dartmouth and waking up in a room surrounded by my family. And they said, Mike, you beat it. You beat the Widowmaker. And I said, wow, you sure? And they said, yeah, you're, you're good to go. I said, you're really sure? Because I feel like I'm having another heart attack, and I did. You heard that right. Fresh out of heart surgery, Mike had a second heart attack. What happened was is um, they had to anticoagulate his blood, so make his blood thinner um, because of the stent, because your body feels... Stacy explains that this was a complication from the heart surgery, where the blood cells attack the stent that was just put in. And the chances of that happening are like almost none. So they had to take me back in um, and take that one out and put three more in and pulled out a three and a half inch blood clot. Stacy was terrified. I mean, Mike and I have been together since we were 17. So to have my whole life kind of like pulled out from underneath me and dangling in front of me and not knowing where, where things were going to end up uh, was a, a little, um, a lot scary. Uh, probably the scaredest I've ever been because I've, for a little while, I thought I was really going to be a widow and have this beautiful house that we moved into and then end up being alone. And that was a very horrible feeling. And um, and I knew that's not what he wanted either. And so that's what hurt me the most. You think you know what a bad day is? I didn't know what a bad day was. I know what it, I know what it is now. And... Um, it kind of puts a lot of things in perspective real quick. Mike was in the hospital for a few days. Then he came home to Pittsburgh to recover. Yeah, the house took care of me for a while. Yep, I just got to sit and enjoy it and, and bond. It, it was... I hate to sound weird, but it was nice. You know, I, I needed it. And the doctor said it was a good thing the ambulance only had to go to Pittsburgh that night and not all the way to Brandon. The timing was that tight. They told us that if we had had to come from Brandon, they weren't sure how things would have ended up. So this is another blessing that we were meant to be here. This is what's so remarkable about talking to Mike and Stacy. No matter how dire the circumstance, they find a silver lining. And we haven't even gotten to the latest bump in the road, the pandemic. Remember, both Stacy and their daughter work at a hospital. We were both petrified that we'd bring home the virus to Mike. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that was an incident in itself. She would literally come home, we, we would set the garage up as a triage unit 
So when she came home waiting in the garage, there was a fresh change of clothes and a bag for her scrubs. So that probably we probably did that for a month or two. At least a month, probably six weeks until things kind of relaxed a little bit. Um, and now the hospital, the regulation is you wear the hospital scrubs. So it's just I, I sit back and I look at all the things that that happened with the pandemic and and all the the Black Lives Matters movements and it's just the world is so so in a state of upheaval right now that that we really appreciate our safe little home. Given their emotional resilience, I ask Mike and Stacy if they have any advice for people who are struggling with their own bumps in the road. Keep your head down and keep on, keep focused. It, nothing lasts forever. Bad times are just flips in the road. You need to deal with it as a team. You need to set a goal. Obtainable goals. Yes, we, Obtain, we obtainable goals. Setting out unreasonable goals, you're just setting yourself up for failure. So yep. we, we, we set every day, we would... Even when I was home and I, and I wasn't working, I would set goals. You know, today I'm going to do five storm windows and, and scrape a wall. And every day, and it got me out of bed and it got me tired enough to go to bed. And we just kept moving every day. Pick projects, nail them. They make it sound so simple. But then maybe sticking to the basics really is the best way through. Sleep on things before you say things. Try not to, to anger the people that are helping you. Appreciate everything that everybody does. Um, because if you can see something positive out of it, then usually that's what happens, is something positive. And that's really what's happened to us. Yeah, there's nothing negative about it. We, we ended up in a, we lost a beautiful home, but we ended up with a beautiful home. And so there's, there's positives in everything. Sometimes it takes a little while for it to luster up, but it's there. much for listening to the show. We've got a photo of Stacy and Mike and their new house at our website, bravelittlestate.org. While you're there, you can sign up for the BLS newsletter and tell us what you're wondering about Vermont. We're on Instagram and Twitter at BraveStateVT. This episode was produced by me, Angela Evansy, with editing by Lynn McRae. Our digital producer is Elodie Reed, and we have engineering support from Chris Albertine. Ty Gibbons composed our theme music, other music by Blue Dot Sessions. Brave Little State is a production of Vermont Public Radio. We have support from the VPR Innovation Fund and VPR Sustaining Members. If you like our show, make a gift at bravelittlestate.org donate. We'll be back soon with more people-powered journalism. Until then, remember, be brave, ask questions. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes... 
you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.